Hey, it's Lisa Wingfield here back again, just like I said that I would be. You know, that's absolutely amazing and awesome. It's a beautiful day. I'm not going to complain. Everything is great. I am blessed and I couldn't ask for a better day to try to implement and impact and make change. And every day you wake up should feel or you should feel that way because we are just not guaranteed tomorrow. Um, I recently lost someone who was near and dear to me, my mother, suddenly, unexpectedly. And this is why I want to tell everybody, you've got to live your life like it's your last day. Because none of us are really guaranteed tomorrow. You know, I want to talk a little bit about loss, um, especially since, you know, I just had a personal loss. Um, Nipsey Hussle was just killed. And I know a lot of people are talking about that. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. And then the the next thing I want to talk about are local issues in Baltimore. So with Catherine Mayor Pugh, and then my opinion on it, like what, what are my feelings on that? So but before we, we move on, I, I do want to talk a little bit about loss. So it it definitely is something, especially when you're not expecting it. I mean, it's, a loss is always, it's always hurtful to lose somebody, but it's even more hurtful when you're not expecting it. Like you, you just knew that you would have another day to tell that person, I love you. You knew you would have another day to hug that person and hold that person and make wrong the, make right the wrongs that happened between you guys. You, you knew that. And when you don't get that opportunity to do that, it leaves you in a place where you feel incomplete, you know, and you'll feel like that for a very long time. And this is why it is so important. And I'm telling you this from experience because I didn't get a chance to tell my mother I loved her as much as I wanted to. I didn't get a chance to hold her as much as I would have liked to or, you know, have her involved in my life and my kids' lives. And I didn't, I wasn't around her as much as I should have because I always knew in my mind that I had another day. Oh, I'll talk to her tomorrow. Oh, I'll see her tomorrow. You know, the last time I saw her, she she left my house and we didn't necessarily leave wasn't bad but it was it could have been on better terms like I didn't hug her when she left or anything like that and and you know because I just knew in my mind oh because my mom was a silly crazy you know she was one of those people like she was a, a fire cracker like it just you know she was one of those types of people so you know, sometimes, you know, especially when you can say whatever you want out your mouth, sometimes you can rub people the wrong way. My mother was famous for doing that, but I loved her to pieces and I miss her. And I wish that I could go back and I could do things over again, but I cannot. All I can do from this moment forward is live my best life so that my legacy also becomes her legacy because she lives through me. Our blood flows through my veins and as long as I'm doing good and do giving back to the, the world in the best way I know how, she will continue to move on. As long as I tell those stories to my children so that she's not forgotten, she will continue to live on. And then I also, I, you know, I, I am a Christian, so I believe that I will see her again also. But I want to just let you guys know that you cannot, you cannot assume that there is a tomorrow. You cannot assume that you will have the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day. And I'm not saying this to be morbid. I'm saying it so that you know that if you have a dream, 
pursue it. If you have a problem with somebody, squash it. It's not really worth it because it could always be that day where they don't come home or you don't come home. So never leave it on that cliffhanger of the what ifs. I wish I could have. Don't have regrets. And that's something my mother always told me. And I always told her, no, I'm not going to have any regrets. I'm na 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 Don't have regrets. Always make sure that you continue to love the people that you have for as long as you have them because we all one day will be gone. But love them for as long as you can, for as hard as you can, you know, as much as you can. Because that's all we have. The most valuable thing that we have in this world is not your clothes, it's not your shoes, it's not your hair, it's not your pretty face. It is your time. That is the only thing that is forever fleeting in our lives. And it is the only thing, your memories, and by time I mean time and memories, that you take with you. When you leave this earth, all of the memories, all of the knowledge, all of the things that you've accumulated over the time goes with you. All of your materialistic things stay here. And it won't matter how beauty, be- how, how beautiful you are. That also, too, will fade. Because you're not here anymore. So you need to know what's important. Time is important. Spend time with people. Get to know your family. Get to know your friends. Make sure you do those dreams. Make sure you pursue your goals. These are things that you must do because we do not have infinite time. It is finite. And we need to make sure you're using every moment for good, not for bad. Make sure you're using it for good. But with that being said, I'm going to move on to another very hard topic, which is the the death of Nipsey Hussle. I'm not going to stay on it too long since I talked about six minutes worth of about loss and grief. But, you know, definitely rest in peace to, to Nipsey Hussle. I, my heart goes out to his family, you know, given that I just lost my parent, you know, with his kids losing their dad, you know, losing someone that's that close to me. I understand, you know, how, especially unexpectedly, how unexpected, you know, death can really cause a complete uprising in your life. And before I move on, like, I'm gonna go back a little quick. Before I move on, this, I would be, it wouldn't be right if I didn't do this. Black people, I'm talking to black people right now. Well, matter of fact, no, I'm talking to all people. If you do not have life insurance, please go get it. It is nothing like having to have your family kind of to scrounge together to find money or do a GoFundMe. Please have life insurance. Please get life insurance. It it helps with your final expenses, not just your funeral costs and the the tomb the gravestone or tombstone, but it helps paying off bills that you may have left behind it helps to make sure that everything that you wanted to get done for your final you know hoorah I guess in a way gets done the way you want it to get done so that you don't have your family sitting there figuring out you know how they're going to bury you whether they have to cremate you you know if you didn't want to be cremated don't put them in that situation because they don't have the resources just saying but going back to Nipsey Hustle 
rest in peace. I, you know, definitely my heart and prayer goes out. Big hugs to his family. Big hugs to Lauren London. I could only imagine losing a, a spouse in that way. Uh, so definitely big ups. Now, I want to say this. I've been hearing all of these theories floating around on the internet that the government killed him or they had something to do with it. I don't know whether the government had anything to do with that or not. But what I am going to say, that doesn't help his family when you're going around posting these theories that are unfounded about his potential death and who caused him and the government is trying to kill him because he was trying to make a documentary about Dr. CB. Which, if you listen to Dr. CB really what he says is he does not go back and listen to some of the the recordings that he has he does did not believe in theories he said you either know or you don't know so to come up with this fabrication of the theories of i think this happened is a bit it's a bit much. I may get some backlash for this, but it does not help his family. It does not help them heal. It does not help them grieve to constantly be seeing this and it's popping up and the government did it and this one did it and that one did it. It's not helping his family at all and it is completely unfounded. He was an amazing guy. I did not know him, but he seemed to be doing a lot in his community. He understood the, the differences between having things that depreciate in value and things that appreciate in value value in creating wealth and ownership and teaching those lessons to people in his community. That is amazing. But what I will say, I'm not saying that there haven't been people that haven't been on the FBI watch list. I'm not saying that. There have been people. Martin, Dr. Martin Luther King was on there. You know, Matt, I think Medgar Evers was on there. Eartha Kitt was on there. There were people that were being watched by the FBI. Yes, that is true. But they have to have a bigger following or threat to the United States of America in order for them to even be on the radar of the FBI. Now, like I said, I don't know. Again, this is a theory. Don't know. But what I can say is, <clears throat> just from facts, it has to have some major impact to the community because a lot of people have been going to the United States because a lot of people have been going the way of vegan or holistic medicine or natural medicine. This is not anything that is necessarily new. And then Dr. CB has been around for, as far as I know, known since like the 80s. So, you know, it, you have to make sure that when you're bringing stuff out like that, you got to have more basis to it besides a couple of Facebook videos that you saw somebody else post that somebody else made because I hate to break it to you. Anything that you see on Facebook, anything that you hear, it, it always has a spin on it because a person is only going to tell you a story from their point of view. Nine out of 10 times, it is going to be their point of view, especially when there are no definitive facts. If there are no definitive facts and it's just, oh, that's, this sounds like it probably, this is probably what it could have happened because he said, if something happens to me um, with this documentary, ride for me. It does not mean, because you, you have to understand how much manpower and money that that would take for the FBI. So it has to be an, an imminent threat to the United States of America.
And I hate to break it to you. No matter, they can tell people, tell they blue in the face that eating an alkaline diet and making sure that you absorb more oxygen and the only things that should go in the body are carbon-based matter, which is what Dr. CB, you know, proposed. People are not going to do that. I hate to break it to you, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but people are not going to do that. It is too hard to do, and most people don't even have the resources to do it. So it wouldn't really impact the medical system in the way that you think it would because people don't have the resources to do it. He was in Honduras, and I believe he got killed in the Honduras uh, in in police custody in Honduras, which they have their own issues in Honduras. So Honduras is not the nicest place to be. So, you know, I know that there's uh, people want to make these connections, but when you start to look at things like fact, it's very hard to connect them. And like I said, it's harder on the family when you're bringing these things out. They're seeing it every way on the news. They're seeing it on the media. They're seeing it on the radio or hearing it on the radio. You know, listening to it on podcasts. It's everywhere. Let them grieve. And then you do your research in the meantime while they grieving him. And then come back in a year or two when you have some definitive evidence that that, in fact, is true. Then then go give that to the family or you can go sue the United States government. That That's what you can do. But for now, I think we need to pump the brakes on that. I think, you know, Nick Cannon's going to continue the documentary for him you know, for on Dr. CB, which is awesome. That's all we can do for, you know, Nipsey Hussle and his family to keep his, same thing, like I said, keep his legacy going, keep his memories going, you know, tell people about him and his music, make sure that if he wanted this documentary out, that the documentary comes out, make sure that you're telling people about holistic natural medicines and how to heal yourself holistically and naturally without adding in, you know, theory, as Dr. CB said, he doesn't believe in theory. He either knows or he doesn't know. So doing those things and making sure that if you are going to put somebody's legacy out there like Dr. CB, make sure you're putting his legacy out there the way he said it out of his own mouth. Just saying. Don't don't defame and, and minimize his his theory. Or not his theory, but his way of thinking. Even though technically it's still theory. But his way of thinking. All right? So, with that being said, and, and rest in peace to Dr. CB as well, um, and also rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle, big hugs to his family, but let the family grieve. Let them grieve. I could only imagine having if my mom, if she was famous, constantly in the news and people talking about her and how she died and how they think she died and who may have killed her and why they killed her, and it, it would be very difficult. Let them grieve. Now, moving on to a lighter subject that's not hasn't doesn't have to do with death, but moving on to a lighter subject. So, Baltimore. What is going on in Baltimore? So you have Catherine Pugh, um, the mayor of Baltimore, who is in a bit of hot water because. She, not only did she sit on the board of the University of Maryland medical system, she also gave them a book 
okay, that she sold to them for more than $500,000. There's other things coming out of the woodwork that she was a part of and, and maybe potentially has also recuperated some other funds and other contracts and opportunities because of her position and power. Now, people have asked me, what are your opinions on this? How do you feel about it? Well, I've been telling you this for a while. I never was a big fan of Mayor Pugh. I don't want to see anybody fail, but I never was a big fan because I always felt that she was a publicity mayor, meaning that she kind of only came around when cameras were around. She only cared when cameras were around. But when cameras weren't there or cameras weren't rolling, it seemed like there wasn't much action done. We have had a, a record murder, even though I'm, I'm not going to blame that on her because murder rate has been going up steadily since like the 80s in Baltimore. If you go look at the numbers, it has been going up steadily and people have been leaving the city in droves since the 90s. So I'm not blaming that on her, but what I'm saying is we've had record numbers under her and there really wasn't anything done. She didn't do anything about it. Like there weren't, there were things that were put out there, but there was no thought to the policy. There was no thought to what the procedure would be to this policy that you hadn't thought through that wouldn't really impact crime. So, you know, her big thing on crime was workforce development. Oh, workforce development. And as a person who works for a workforce development or professional development nonprofit, you would think I would be smiling from ear to ear. Oh, the money. But it doesn't, and it's not going to stop crime in and of itself. Workforce development or professional development does not, in jobs, do not stop crime by itself. If this is the first time you're hearing it, I'm sorry you're hearing it from me, but it does not stop crime. What you need to do is have a firm policy that is going to address the barriers for why these individuals are not working now. If you don't do that, you are going to just create a cycle where you're not helping the people that you think you are. So what I mean is, okay, let's say you put some a program for workforce development in the city. There really aren't too many new factories or, or places that a lot of these individuals can go because the companies and organizations that make money, either you have to test in or you need a degree because the rest of the jobs are like minimum wage jobs that are going to get the person back at the same place where they already are or they're not making any money to the point where it's like, why am I doing this anyway? Because I'm stressed out every day trying to get to this job and I'm still not able to make ends meet. I'm working a part-time job. Like I know workforce development programs out there that look at people as numbers and they simply get them little menial part-time jobs they can get on their own and then the people are still struggling. That is not going to help the city and it is not going to help crime. It's just not. And then the people that you want to get the jobs that are committing the crimes are not going to the programs that you have out there. So how do you get them to go to the programs that you have out there? That is the policy you should be focused on. It's not that there aren't enough workforce development programs. It's that there isn't any strategy to help the people that need it to get to it. And then you also have to have policies where, I hate to say it, where you look at the policies on the book as far as, as criminal justice. 
How are you? We need some criminal justice reform. We need to look at the laws. Are people that are committing the same crimes over and over and over and over and over and over and over, are they getting slaps on the wrist? You know, what are you doing to make sure that your police department is not corrupt? How are you engaging the community to be a part of the police department? You know, I made a suggestion and I think they actually have something like this out there, you know, where you get high school students in the the areas in the city and a pipeline to become a cadet or police officer where therefore the community will start to trust the police department because they know them. And I know some people's like, well, that'll cause more, you know, corruption. Can't be no more than we already have. And if you go through the hiring process right, maybe the Baltimore City Police Department needs to reevaluate their hiring process. You should be able to get some of these individuals that are completely not right for the job out of the running. It is a matter of looking at the policies and procedures that you have. And if you need to create new ones, create them. But it is a matter of finding out what is it that we need to do for the people. And another thing that's missing, they never asked the people that were committing the crime What can we do to get you out of this lifestyle? Because nobody wants to live that lifestyle. They may, you know, nobody wants to be looking over their shoulder. Nobody wants to be constantly paranoid. Nobody wants to have to worry about what they're going to eat. Nobody has to worry worry about where they live. Nobody wants that. So if you ask them... Maybe you might be able to create policies and programs that work for them and then actually have a program that is developed to the fullest that is going to address some of the problems that may ensue because of it, because of the population that you're serving, because these are things that you need to anticipate. And if you don't anticipate them, you're going to have problems. But ask them, ask the community. And I know that a lot of times, like I said, we just need jobs. And sometimes people really don't know what it is that they need. Like they just know that I don't have any money and I know I need a job or I think they need a job, but I don't know what barriers that they're actually facing that's keeping them from that job. I don't know that they don't have childcare in order to go to a job on a steady basis. You know, I don't know that they may have had Uh, an IEP in high school and it kind of fell through the cracks and so now they're struggling in order to find and keep a job because they're having problems with reading. These are barriers that we need to address. We also need to be able to do more exploration outside of the environment people are in. When you see more, you want more. When you don't know any better and you don't see any better, you won't do any better because you think, okay, this is all I got right here in this little circle. I can't never leave this circle. I ain't never going to address outside this circle. So we need that. You know, I went on a tangent about the city, but let me get a little bit back on, on the mayor. I could talk about that all day. So she did. she's done a very poor job with getting the city together. Very poor. But another thing that needs to to really happen and another thing that needs to take place in order to you know get things back on track with her going out on a leave of absence because she only has her, her term is up in 2020 I at this point in the game I do not think she will seek re-election I do not foresee her seeking re-election 
because of all of the controversy. And it's not, this is not it. Like there's going to be more controversy that comes out. Um, you know, on the E Digger show, I was listening to it this morning. Uh, basically, he he was talking about she's been having all these fines that have been coming to her house, and no one really addressed that. You know, had we done a little background on her, maybe we would have found that out. But people didn't care. Uh, you know, so I think that she needs to re- step away. I think because there's going to be a little bit more that comes out. And it doesn't really make sense, especially if she wasn't seeking, I don't know if she was seeking re-election or not, but if she wasn't seeking re-election, it really would make sense to resign at this point. I think that anyone who's in public office that has ethics violations, especially major ethics violations like that, need to come out of public office. Like, you know, that is a major ethics violation to not only be sitting on a board of an organization that you are selling your book to. So we also need to be looking at the the board president of the University of Maryland medical system. Like, why are we not looking at them? Um, that they would allow that to happen. And what was the deal that transpired in order for them to sell, for her to sell those books to them, what are they getting out of it as well on their end that they would do something like that? You know, it shouldn't take the state's attorney's office to come in for people to say, oh, well, I don't think that's a good idea. You know, I think she needs to resign. Come on. Like, these things have been coming out little by little by little by little by little by little by little for a while. And people ignored it. It shouldn't take the state's attorney to office to make people say, well, maybe this this mayor is not all she's cracked up to be. But if, if and when, not when, if you are the mayor and you have access to all of the, pretty much the resources in Baltimore City and you abuse them, you should not be able to continue to be the mayor. Now, has she come out to say more about the story? No, I think her attorney has come out and said a couple of things, but she has not fully addressed the scandal at all. But the reason why I'm saying that I think she should resign without her actually telling her side of the story is because she lied. So when originally this came out, she said that it was 100000 then she changed it to 20000 then we found out that it's more like 500000 So, you know, when you're doing that, she's still hiding something. She still has not acknowledged her wrongdoing. She is trying to minimize it, and it is time for her to step down. Even when I hear people say Sheila Dixon was a better mayor, maybe, but at the same time, you have to think if somebody has an ethics violation, that means that if they are put in another situation where there's financial gain to be had, they are going to take it. The people that are impacted by the mayor doing things that they gain financial um, rights from hurts the city. So you need to understand that you are hurting yourself because you want to have a mayor in your city that just so happens to look like your auntie. No, that doesn't make any sense at all. Do not be the people that go against your own personal best interests. If somebody, whether it was gift cards whether it's getting a contract from the city, because that could have been a contract that a small business owner could have gotten. 
whatever it is, those individuals now have a higher likelihood of taking money or doing things that they shouldn't do. You should not want that type of thing for Baltimore City. And then you wonder why, what's going on with Baltimore City Public Schools? What's going on with Baltimore City Police Department? Really? When the person that's the highest ranking in the city has ethics violations, and the city is okay with that, it, it creates the environment for violations. So you need to understand that if you allow this to continue to happen, you will continue to get what we have in Baltimore City. So if we want better, we have to do better. I was talking about this on another show with, with Alex, that we need new blood. We need new people. Like, if you've ever thought about running for public office, run. We need people who care about Baltimore. We need you if we've never needed you before. We need you. And if you're a person who is voting and you don't want to run for public office, make sure you do your research. Whether it's in, you know, the primary election, you know, it doesn't matter. Make sure that you are always voting. Vote. Vote and vote. And when you vote, make sure you've done some research. There are ways, because I heard somebody say, well, we don't know who they are because they got commercials. No, 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 no. That's that's on you. There are ways to find out, especially if this person was in public office, like Mayor Catherine Pugh was, what policies has, what bills has she supported? What policies has she supported? Has she sponsored anything? What did that look like? What has her tenure looked while she was on city council? All of those things are things that you should have been looking at. If the person is not in public office, go on their website. Look to see, do they actually have a policy? If they do have policies that they want to implement, is it feasible? Can they actually get it done? All of these things are things that we need to, as voters, look at. You know, you can go, you know, if you're looking at people in Maryland, you know, you can go to the Maryland General Assembly. You can go there and see what bills are being passed and what's being going on. You can Google is your friend. You can Google anyone. Google. Most of them are on LinkedIn. Go on LinkedIn. Follow them on LinkedIn. That way you can see what are they posting? What are they liking? Who are they connected to? All of these things help. It takes some time, but guess what? If you take the time on the front end, you don't have to worry about this other stuff on the back end and then sit there and say, nothing is being done in the city. Why is this person, you know, in office? I don't like them, but you're not doing the things that you need to do to make sure that we're moving towards change. And then also on the flip side of that, if you elect somebody, you have to hold them accountable. If you see that they're not doing what they said they are, call their office, send them a letter, go to city hall. Like these are things that you need to do in order to make sure that they hear you. They see you. They know that, hey, I know what you said last summer. I know what you had did. I need for you to do what you said you were going to do. My family still doesn't have this. Our streets are still terrible. Our roads and bridges are bad. Like, our school system sucks. Our police department is still harassing, you know, our constituents. I need you to do what you said you was going to do. And then, once you do that, you, as the person in the city or county or wherever you are, needs to step up. 
We need to, as a community, make sure that we're doing something too. So, or something also. Draw my grandmother crazy. Something also. Or as well. You know, something as well. We need to make sure that we are doing something to help them. If you see that there aren't policies and programs and there's no one, see what you can do. See how you can volunteer. See what you can offer in your community. Is there a way you can get together and clean up your city or your town? Or They're just little things you can do because if they see that the community is engaged, they will be engaged. If the community doesn't care, they should care. But they're not going to care as much. It's, it's, let, let's, let me take this and then I'm going to let it go. For example, let's say you go in somebody's house that's really, really dirty. Like, I know everybody got that one friend. You go in their house, it's like really dirty to the point where you see roaches and rats. And it's like, I don't really want to sit down and I'm not hungry ever. Like, you know, so those types of things. So if <laughs> if you go into the person's house and you see those things and you drop something on the floor... You may still pick it up, but you're not going to care as much about what you dropped on the floor or if you're wearing your shoes in their house. At some point, you may not even take your shoes off if the house is that dirty. You're not going to care about that. But if you walk in somebody's house that's super clean and neat and nice and they really care and respect their stuff, whether it's beautiful or whether it's just theirs, you are going to respect it as well because they invited you into their home. And so if you drop something, you are going to be due diligent to make sure you pick it up or you're not going to drop it at all. And if they tell you to take your shoes off, you're not even going to second guess it, even though just sidebar to a sidebar. I hate when you come to people out and make you take your shoes off. But still, I'm going to do it if your house is super clean and super in order. And then also if it's your religion, I'm going to do it because you respect it. So I respect it. It is the same thing when you have or an elect a public official. They are supposed to be a spokesman of sorts for your district, for your community, for your state, for your country. This is what they're supposed to do. So when you invite them in to your country, your state, your city, your town, your district, you're inviting them into your home. So if you respect your home, they will respect your home. And when you respect it, you are going to be more due diligent about who you invite in your home. You're not just going to be inviting anybody, anybody off the street. The only people that's going to be invited into your house is somebody that you know, somebody you trust, and somebody you respect. Same. Same. So we need to do better. Let's elect the right candidates in 2020. For mayor, Lord knows for president, let's elect the right people that are going to get things done for the people who need it the most. With that being said, this has been Lee Winnie with Millennials Anonymous. So if you want to be on our podcast, you have something you want to talk about, 
just reach out to me. You can just send me an email at lisa at leasewinning.com. I will be waiting for you and we will get back to you with 24 to 48 hours. You know, so if there's a topic that you want to discuss and we haven't done it yet, because I do want to get to the relationships of millennials. It's kind of interesting and the fact that we're not having babies anymore. So that's going to probably be the next topic. want to get a good panel together. So if you want to talk about that, reach out to me or you can go to our Facebook at Millennials Anonymous and reach out to us there. However you feel that is the best or you can reach out to me directly. You can find me on LinkedIn and it's just Lisa Wingfield. So you can find me however you want to on whatever platform you need to and just reach out to your girl, Lisa Winnie. Bye.